Hello, and welcome to the Watershed Moments podcast, where I and other therapists discuss real life, everyday mental health issues to give you real and practical help to live a healthier life for yourself and with others. Now, if you want more content like this, be sure to visit our website at watershedinitiative.com to dig into the library of podcasts, articles, and courses that we've made just for you. And of course, if you need face-to-face help, definitely reach out to our partner affiliate, Lifeology of Richardson and Frisco at 214-556-0996 to get connected with a therapist or life coach. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoy the show. All right. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Watershed Moments podcast. I'm Lee Tran, your host, and I'm joined back here with my co-host. I've got Laura Harrison, LPC. Good morning. And I've got Adrian Jones, LPC intern with us. Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. And Shanda Gunter, Renew Director at Chase X Church. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, oh, we have a little bit of real life going on there with you, Shanda. You can hear it in the yeah. background. <laughs> Which brings us to... <laughs> Fingers under the door right now. Oh, so. gosh. <laughs> That's awesome. Which brings us to our discussion today. Um, we are going through uh, uh, this discussion in this group on a number of different topics that are probably relevant and going on for a lot of us um, at Americans at home as we deal with COVID-19 and coronavirus and shelter in place and stuff like that. And so, um, Shanda, you've got uh, a situation you've heard a lot about. You've talked to um, the rest of the team about this topic as well. And we thought it'd be a really good one for us to talk about on this podcast. So why don't you tee it up for us? Tell us uh, what it is that you, you're hearing from other people and what you're also maybe experiencing yourself as well. So I've personally, I felt overwhelmed with the amount of things going on on top of just having my normal job that I'm trying to do at home and schoolwork. And now I'm homeschooling my oldest son. And then I have the baby that you can hear <laughs> crying outside the door. And then I'm trying to like keep my house clean and feed people. And I have to actually cook stuff because I can't just go get food so easily now, you know, and there's so much stuff that needs to be done that there'll be moments where I almost feel like I'm drowning a little under the weight of everything. And as I started talking to other people from church and some of my, uh, my girlfriends and even um, a couple of my guy friends who they're staying home with the kids or just in general, trying to work from home and balance everything. We all kind of feel the same tension of there's too much to do and there's not enough time to do it. And there's no separation from all these duties too. So it's just, it's a lot going on. And then you have like Gwyneth Paltrow telling us to learn a language and write a book. (laughs) Where do I put that in all the stuff? I don't even know. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah. So I think there's a lot there. Yeah. People are feeling it. Yeah. I I totally hear that. And this has been a common conversation I've had with so many people, uh, both as a counselor, but also just with amongst my friends, there is this, um, there's this added level of pressure and um, this added level of expectation. And it's almost as if um, what I'm hearing from you that there's life that we had before and kind of a, a kind of a, a, an expectation of what we thought was um, normal acceptability. And then we have all this added pressure that goes on top. And now we have this need to want to try to do or feel like we have to do everything to the same level of degree. And that's, that's, that just puts a lot of pressure on everybody. Um, so whether that's uh, people at home who have to work and figure out how to balance work from home and also how to figure out homeschool and, and house duties and parenting and all that kind of stuff. The sentiment that I'm hearing out there, just to add some some perspective on this kind of question, is that I feel like I'm just not doing a very good job 
or that I feel like I'm failing at these different things and I should be doing better and I'm not I'm just not happy with the kind of and even even I've heard people talk about how their attitudes and how they're uh, reacting to shelter in place that their uh, their attitudes and just how their their um, I guess their meaner the demeanor that they have at home is is not as 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 good as they want and so there's just a lot of uh, self criticism self uh, self criticizing talk that I'm hearing out there so that's the kind of context that I'm hearing is that is that kind of what you're referring to as well Shanda yeah good good okay so. What I'd like to do is I'd like to just open this up for discussion amongst the team a little bit here. So, um, Adrian, why don't you go ahead and, and, and get us started and just kind of give your thoughts on, on this situation and, and kind of what you would say to it. Well, those are all really good points. The two that you and Shanda really brought up. But um, one, I want to start off with this quote that I heard and kind of put things in perspective for me. Uh, working, cooking, parenting and teaching are four different jobs that can't be done at the same time. It's not hard because you're doing it wrong. It's hard because it's too much. Do the best that you can. Mm-hmm. And there was this moment of, oh, wow, that, that totally makes sense, right? Because those are, um, sometimes I'll ha- you'll have your friends that are teachers online and they'll say, oh, now everyone gets to see how difficult of a job this is. And it's kind of that moment of, you know what, being a teacher is a really difficult job. I totally get that. But as a teacher, you're not being asked to cook at the same time as you're teaching these classes and do your other full-time job and do counseling, right? So even in that, even in that um, frame of reference, it's difficult what we're being tasked to do right now. And it's just something that, to be quite frank, it's not natural. It's not realistic to even think that you're going to be great at all of these things. And for me, and this is just kind of, a, and I think I touched in on this on the previous podcast as well, is that what this season has done, coronavirus season, it's basically put a flashlight on a lot of the inadequacies that we, we have as individuals and also the inadequacies that we have as couples and things that we came into this season with, basically. And so for me, one of the ones that kind of what I heard Shanda kind of touching in on, um, that feeling of being overwhelmed for a personal sense, for me, it's time management skills. And it's the ability to actually, uh, my organizational skills as well, the ability to set things aside Uh, actually take the time to plan out what my day is going to look like, plan out what I have to do, plan out what my kids have to do for the day because we have to school them, right? And then be in alignment with my wife of what she has going with her job as well. And then on top of that, figuring out, like Shanda said, what are we even going to eat? All all the way down to that because we've got to cook something at some point, right? So it's those moments of being able to actually say, okay, I have to organize this. And I've got to be pretty, uh, unfortunately, just during this season, pretty rigid with my with <laughs> my task list and with the things that I have to take care of. So it's, it's twofold to me. One, it's giving yourself enough grace to say, this isn't realistic. I'm not going to be great at all of these. I'm probably not even going to be good at all of these. But I can definitely be more than efficient at them if, I set out, have an organizational, have a chart, have whatever works out for you. Some people do Excel spreadsheets. If you have a calendar that pops up in your phone, whatever it is, but kind of helping yourself as a guide and it gives you that rhythm back again. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, ahead, Shannon. Can I echo what Adrian said about just giving yourself grace in the situation because whenever we hold ourselves to that standard of what we were able to do before, it's not like you can't do that right now. So you, the best that you can do is the best that you can do under these circumstances. They're extreme. And um, something that I've done 
also similar to Adrian is implement a schedule in our home and we all try to follow that the best that we can and stay on it. And I've had to even intentionally set time aside for me to decompress where normally I would take, um, my baby has two naps a day and that second nap is a long one. And I'd be like, okay, now I can clean my house as quickly as I possibly can in this hour. And instead I just separate and I have my oldest son go to his room and I go do get my workout in or sit down and do my devotional or something like that and just decompress and let that pressure release. And that's been really good for me. It's great. Yeah. I think you almost have to change from a mindset of these are the things I have to get done to this is the time I have to do this thing and, and really kind of reset, like whatever I can get done on this topic in this area during this time frame, that's going to be okay. And that has to be enough and, and really allowing yourself a lot of grace. I mean, I know I fortunately don't have kids that are in, um, school right now. I do have one daughter in, in college, but I have the ability not to have to deal with schooling anyone myself, which is awesome. I, I Props to all of you that are out there doing that, because that's a really, really hard job to add on top of this. But if you are in that situation, I would just say your kids are not going to fall behind. Your kids are going to be fine if they don't get every assignment done, if they don't get everything taken care of. That, you, that is assigned by the teachers or even, you know, they're going to be okay. There's going to be a chance for this to catch up. And the lessons they're learning now through adaptability and flexibility and being able to not have to meet expectations that other people are putting on you are really good lessons that I think are even more valuable than the academic lessons at this point, for sure. Yeah. So I think the resetting of expectations, um, being able to, to reset expectations for what you can accomplish and what what's what's really achievable. Those are those are all really good. I wanna I wanna maybe zoom in on one one thing that you had said earlier, Adrian, and maybe talk about this from another angle too. I like the way you put that fl- shining a flashlight on our inadequacies. And so while what I'm hearing from you guys is a lot of just be just, uh, help to reset expectations so you're not so hard on yourself. There is an element of, of how a lot of our failures and inadequacies can come to the surface in a time like this. And so if you guys can talk about it from the angle of what do we do when we experience failure? What do we do when we experience the inadequacies? And while we can relieve pressure on maybe not having such high expectations, what are some things that you guys can think of, um, both as you would advise a client or, or someone that you're ministering to, or just for yourself, for your loved ones, how to deal with that sense of like always I'm never doing a good enough job. I always feel like I'm failing. Um, and, and maybe yeah, just talk about it from that angle. So um, I don't know, uh, Laura, do you have any, any thoughts that you might say on that? Yeah. I mean, I think when you think about when things come to your awareness, like a lot of things, things we weren't aware of. And so we didn't have any motivation to change them. And there wasn't any um, like desire or even awareness that like maybe, I tend to be more snippy with someone or I tend to, whatever it might be, the, the challenge that you've noticed in yourself that you'd like to change. But then you get to the point like, okay, so now I notice that this is something that I need to work on, but I may not have the bandwidth now to do anything about it. So it's a matter of being able to say, yeah, I just need to be more aware. And as that comes up, try to make adjustments with what I'm doing, but I may not be able to make that change right now because of everything else that's going on. One of the things 
I tend to get very, very directive when I get it stressed out. Like I'll be, I tend to be the drill sergeant in the house when I get, when I get stressed out. And so when I start to notice myself doing that, sometimes I just have to speak it out to my family and say, okay, I'm extremely stressed out right now. I'm probably going to be extremely directive. This is not because I don't love you and I'm not mad. I just, I'm trying to cope through this and just being able to say, Hey, this is what's going on. And this is why I'm acting the way I'm acting really almost gives a framework for other people to go, okay, and maybe have a little bit more grace for you in that area. And also for you to have some grace for yourself. Mm. Yeah, that's good. Shanna, you got any thoughts? Kind of what Laura just said is just giving yourself grace. You know, you're, you're human. I'm human. We're fallible and we're not perfect. And our imperfections are, are really coming to the surface right now. And we're seeing them and they're in our face. And normally we would lean into our community and go to our friends for advice or go to our counselor for advice and um, our church family for advice and to talk it out. And we're so isolated right now that it's hard to do that. But remember, you also have a very gracious and loving God. And um, you can go to him and ask him to even soften your heart towards yourself. Just remember while you're struggling and um, every imperfection may be at the surface right now, it's the exact same way for everybody else. Mm -hmm. We're all feeling it. And being on things like social media, I know whenever I'm scrolling through social media and I see someone else who's just really nailing it and everything they put out is so good, then I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm really, I really am failing at this. I'm doing a terrible job. And I have to remember, no. It's not that I'm doing a terrible job. It's that I'm human and I'm fallible and I'm going to, I'm not going to meet every standard and that's going to be okay. And I have to be okay with that. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. I think that's awesome. Fanda. Also the aspect of, um, for me, Lee, when you touched in on the question of, uh, you know, I always feel like I'm failing at this when I put on my therapist hat and when I, it, because it's funny you say that because I literally had a case with that. But for, for us, it got to, we got to do some counseling because it was like, well, this was the narrative that had been going on for them for a long time, well before the season started, right? So for a counselor, it was, you got to go, aha, see what I told you. <laughs> it's like, this is what we've been working on, right? <laughs> so for me, I'm like, yeah, let's dive in deeper on this situation because it, it, we got to see how it continues to play itself out, especially as the stress builds, right? It's, it's, especially if that stressful season comes in, it's like, well, now we're seeing it even more of that aspect of, okay, my narrative is I'm, I'm just not feeling like I'm good enough. I'm not, I'm inadequate at whatever it might be. Right. Um, but one part of it, um, the, the additional aspect is the ability to say no. I found that a lot of people are overwhelmed in the season because they have poor boundaries and they had poor boundaries leading up into this season, but now it's highlighted, right. Of the aspect of you can say no. Um, and I think people are learning that a little bit more I, what I've seen. I, I'll throw it back to you guys. But what I've seen is people are a little bit they're like, oh, wait a minute. I don't have to go to every meeting because you can send me an email and that would have sufficed. Right. Like yeah. people, the veils kind of coming off of some of these situations of like, wait a minute. I don't have to be there every time. I don't have to. I can say no. And it's OK. And things still business still gets done. My kids still eat. And, you know, these these things still happen, even if I say no and I put in some good boundaries. So I think it's been, if you know, one, don't live, don't listen to Gwyneth Paltrow too much. Like, don't don't let her stress you out at all. <laughs> right. But it's the ability to say if you want to if you do want to improve your life in some ways, one is to work on boundaries. 
right? And the other is to work on some of the narratives that you brought into this season. So those are some things that you, they're totally in your control that you can kind of work towards, I feel. Yeah, those are those are good reminders. Um, and actually, those 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 things touch on the, the two areas that I'm thinking of right now. And one of them I'll, I'll, I'll address just the question itself in terms of how how we deal with failure, because as you said, Adrian, like the reason why I said it that way is because I hear that all the time in therapy, like a, a lot of my clients will come and say, I feel like I'm just failing at everything. Right. And there's a couple of things that come to my mind when I'm talking with someone in that kind of situation. First is that a lot of times those thoughts come in isolation, meaning they're isolated. Like they're, they're not talking about it with anyone else. They're, they're, they're really only talking. They probably, that's the first time they've said it out loud to a therapist or maybe the therapist has said it to them that they've actually said that that's how I feel. Right. And so the thoughts themselves of just failure and inadequacy um, and not being good enough are just kind of sitting there in, in kind of the back of a person's head. And they're trying to do as much as they can to disprove that narrative, to disprove that belief by trying to do more. And so unless there's something that can be done to, to bring that thought to life, to say, you know what, this is actually a thing, I actually feel this way, um, nothing can be done to really resolve that. So that's, that would probably the, be the first thing I would tell somebody is that, hey, great job for at least being able to say it out loud. Because once you can say it, now we can deal with it, right? But then begins the hard work of saying, okay, well, if I can admit the fact that right now I feel like I'm failing at everything, like how can I be okay with myself? And that gets us down a road of just how, we, how do we accept? How do we accept ourselves? And some of the things I, I oftentimes find is that, that we are much more gracious and accepting and forgiving of other people than we are for ourselves. Like if someone else were to tell um, us the exact same story that we have about ourselves, like, the, like if someone were to say, hey, Lee, I'm doing these things, I'm not doing these things well, and it's a, it's a mirror image of me, I would be far more gracious to that person than I am to myself, right? And so that should indicate for a lot of people how... Um, how hard it is to, to, to deal with failure because one, we don't really admit that that's what we're feeling because we're trying to work our butts off to avoid it. And then two, that we're just a lot harder on ourselves than we are with other people. And if we could just move a little bit more into accepting a lot of the grace and forgiveness um, that we would give to other people, then I think we could remedy those things a lot more, but it doesn't happen unless we're able to like actually say that that's what we're thinking and feeling, right? Um, so that's kind of where my mind goes when it comes to a whole like, you know, dealing with failure and adequacy and that kind of thing, um, because that is a thing. And it, as you said, Adrian, before that was a thing before COVID-19. It's just that COVID-19 just kind of like blew it all out of the water and said, here it is now in glaring detail. Um, the, the thing I'd like to go back maybe one more round on, because it, it was something I had written down as like, man, I really want to talk about that. And you actually kind of touched on it at the very end, which is boundaries. And so being able to make good decisions to say yes to some things and say no to other things is, is part of the equation, I feel like, here. And I, it likes us to kind of talk it through in that way um, because there's something about being able to, to observe one, uh, maybe just kind of referencing back what you said before, Adrian, that before we, a lot of us probably had boundary issues before, meaning we're probably already overextended. And so if we already had too much in our bucket that, that we're, we're having to deal with, um, putting more stuff in that bucket with COVID-19 in there as well. How do we make good decisions in terms of, okay, there's just something that I'm not going to be able to do. I got to take some things out of the bucket and make room for that. But that, that feels like it's a hard decision to make because something's going to have to be let go of. Something's going to have to be said no to. Someone's going to have to get disappointed. Um, and so I'm imagining someone who's trying to maintain levels of expectations with all other people, whether it's their parents, their kids, their spouse, their work, whatever themselves, but someone's going to have to be disappointed here. 
And so I, I imagine that in, in setting a boundary to say, I'm not going to be able to do some things, I have to lower my levels of expectations. Um, I'd like to be able to ask you guys to talk through, like, how would you advise somebody to go through setting those kind of boundaries and how to, um, how to deal with the disappointments that they're going to feel inevitably by saying no, right? So, um, yeah, let me kick it back out to you guys. Um, Adrian, you kind of talked about that a little bit. Maybe you can expand on that a little bit, and then we'll kind of go back around and, and see what the rest of the team has to say. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think you, you framed it in an awesome way of saying, you know, we were, <laughs> we were probably overextended to begin with, right? We already probably had overcommitted to a few things to begin with. For me right now, um, and I'll use this as an example, because I could like feel the anxiety coming up in me as you were talking about it. There's this one thing that I feel obligated at this point to do, which is when my friends ask me to get on Zoom calls with them. And there, there's this feeling that I want to say. Or, or other therapists on no, a podcast. No, no. <laughs> Friends. Because, yeah, no. <laughs> you, almost feel like, you, know, you almost feel like that's a part of work, right? Like that's a part of what you do. So it doesn't feel like that's outside of the, the scope or the spectrum. And you can say, I can say to my wife, like, oh, I've got this podcast, you know, I'm shooting a podcast. And it's like, she, she, I think even in her mind, it triggers, oh, he's working, right? So you don't really think about it that way. But then when you're friends and it's like 9 p.m. and they're like, hey, let's set up this call weekly at 9 p.m. and we're all going to join in. And you're thinking to yourself, dude, I've been on, <laughs> on screen all day long. <laughs> yeah. Right? I said like, that the other day. I was like, I'm Zoomed out. I'm just Zoomed out. I'm done. <laughs> So I, I in my fraternity brothers, they, they wanted to set up this big one. It was like 40, 40 guys on this Zoom call. And I told my wife, I was like, you know, it was good. I did it that, that one time. And then they wanted to do it again this week. And I was like, I'm out. I'm, I'm, I'm totally out on that. And then another set of friends that want to do it. It's kind of one of those things of saying, you know what? One, I don't have a good excuse. I can't say, hey, I'm in traffic. I can't say <laughs> any of the <laughs> The old excuses I used to use. So, so it's one of those things of like I've got to I've got to confront it, right? I've got to literally say to people, I don't have the time. Like I, I maybe in in the grand scheme of things, with time not being a real thing anymore, maybe I do have the time, but I I don't have the bandwidth to sit and Good do this, right? You know, all the time uh, of doing this weekly. Now, there's going to be sometimes, yeah, I'll totally join in on you because it sounds like y'all are going to be doing this weekly, right? So I'll jump in when I, <laughs> when I have the time to do it. But um, and maybe in the other part, to pull back, to, pull back, <laughs> pull back a little bit is I'm, I'm a bit of an introvert. So this, this season for me has been not that different. Like in some ways it hasn't been. But what I, I laughed with my wife, I was like, basically it's that one or two introvert or extroverted friends that you have that are freaking out. And they're like, I can't live like this. Let's, we need to set up a meeting every week so that we can all talk. <laughs> it's like, you get it. It's like coming out for them because they're like, I, I need someone to talk to. I need to talk. I need to engage. And, and honestly, it's good. It's a good thing. You need that. But to me, it's a balance. And to be willing to say, hey, I can't, I just don't have the bandwidth mm. to do this, this week. Next week, maybe I will and we can schedule and it'll be great. But I, I got to be able to say no to something. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I think that talking about bandwidth is really important because everybody's is different. And a lot of times when I've talked with um, 
moms or families in transition, and, and this is a huge transition for everybody, it's like sometimes you just need a hard reset. You just need to say, okay, I'm going to stop everything and slowly restart. Now, obviously, there's some things you can't stop. You have to continue to feed your family and things like that. But there's a lot of things that you can just lay it out all, all out on the table and say, how much of this do I actually really need to do? Let's really examine everything I'm trying to accomplish and say, what do I need to like just stop? Um, and I, there was a time in my life that I started a season of no, that I was like, I was saying no, I told my husband for this whole year, if anybody asks me to add anything onto my plate, I'm going to say no, regardless of how much I want to do it, because I've added way too much on already. And until some of those other things fall off, and it's probably going to take about a year, I can't add anything else. And so it was sometimes just allowing yourself the freedom to say, you know, I have to say no to new things. I have to say no, even if they're good things, even if they're things like Adrian said, getting on with his fraternity brothers, it's a great thing. But you may not be able to actually do that. And if you do do it, what are you taking away from to do that? What are you taking away from yourself or your family? And sometimes the hardest thing to acknowledge is I'm taking time away from me that I need to reset myself. And so being really honest with yourself about that, say, I need that time for me and I need to make myself a priority. And moms, yeah, you need to make yourself a priority. So do it. Take some time for yourself. Um, no can be so awkward and uncomfortable of a word to say too, but, but be, be comfortable with it or try to, to be comfortable with being uncomfortable and saying no. I quote Brene Brown all the time at this statement where she says, embrace the suck, where it's going to suck sometimes to say no to something and it's going to be uncomfortable, but just embrace it and sit in it and be okay with sitting in that uncomfortable miss if that's a word <laughs> that comes with it um just last night we had a zoom <laughs> meeting with our entire family and we all had dinner together and in that all the women wanted to get on this other electronic app thing and play bingo and having to say no to everyone it wasn't fun and it didn't feel good and i know it was kind of there was probably some moments where they're like all oh, fine you know but that was okay i said no to that because i made plans with my son Jackson to have a movie night and watch a movie. And so it was awkward to say, no, I'm sorry. I'm not going to do that with you guys this week. And it can be a little harder with work too, but know that everyone, everyone's saying no to stuff right now and yeah. that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. No, those are all really good reminders. I think that's really good context too, for how a lot of people are experiencing it. One of the things I hear as you guys are talking about it is that it requires the ability to say no means you have to be, you have to be comfortable with the discomfort, the way you said Shanda, with other people being a little bit sore, disappointed, and knowing that you're making a decision that's better for you. It might not be better for other people, but if you're going to take care of yourself, you have to make some of those decisions sometimes. Because otherwise, as you said, Laura, you're going to be ending up saying, yes, everything, you have all these things on your plate, right? So being comfortable with that discomfort of, of disappointing other people, but also, I think you kind of touched in on this, Laura, being, being comfortable with the discomfort of disappointing yourself, that you have your own um, set of expectations. And so sometimes that's even the harder thing to do is to disappoint yourself. Um, and to be okay with that and say, you know, I'm not going to do that thing today, or I'm not going to hit this goal today, or I'm not going to do this. Um, and so just being able to sit with that so that you can be able to maintain boundaries and take care of the most important parts of yourself and, and be healthier all over, all around. So, um, yeah, I feel like this has been 
a really good discussion just talking through what I know a lot of people are experiencing. I know I am. I know all of you are in different ways as well. It, it feels as though whenever um, whenever something changes the cadence and the structure of our lives, it, all, it almost like kind of up, throws up um, – <clears throat> excuse me, kind of throws up all the, 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 the rules and the, the, the accepted norms of, of what, uh, how we benchmark ourselves. And so when all those kind of rules go out the window, we're like, oh, we're frantically running around trying to get a, a new sense of like, are we doing okay? Are we still doing enough, right? And um, in this kind of season, though, those kinds of things, those benchmarks are no longer at our uh, disposal. So we, we're, 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 we're probably going to lean a little bit more towards doing too much, right? So um, anyways, um, let's go ahead and end it here. Uh, I, I think we've got a lot of good content, but I want to make sure that we, we leave time and space for some of our other podcasts as well. But I want to send a reminder out, uh, out there to our listeners. Um, these podcasts are meant to be for you guys. And so um, we want to be able to address the specific issues that you guys are going through. As you've kind of told, been able to tell from this podcast, we, we were talking through something that is probably common for a lot of people to feel. If you have a situation that, you know, man, you know, I'm going through this, this and I just don't know how to deal with it. And I, maybe I'm, I'm imagining other people would be dealing with it too. Leave us a comment in the comment section of this, uh, this podcast, of this post, so that we can be able to interact with it. We want to be able to get a sense and feel for what's going on in our community so we can better support you guys. So anyways, I'll go ahead and end it here. And I want to just thank uh, our team again here of our podcast panel. Uh, Adrian, Laura, Shanda, thank you so much for joining us and we will see you guys in the next podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Now, if you benefited from this podcast, be sure to subscribe, like, share with your friends and make sure to leave us a review on iTunes. It really does help us to keep making podcasts and more content like this possible for you. If you have any questions, want to get more content or just want to stay connected with us, go to our website at watershedinitiative.com and follow us on social media. Lastly, if you want to get connected with a life coach or therapist, call us at our collaborative group practice, Lifeology in Richardson and Frisco, Texas at 214-556-0996.